Welcome to The Lonely Marketer, sponsored by Pager. My name is Glenn Southam, and this is your show for all things recruitment marketing. We share the challenges, the successes, advice, and the screw-ups from the leading marketing talent working in recruitment. And most importantly, find out what their favorite swear word is. We speak to the companies working to make marketing recruitment more effective and efficient, and to those people who have opinions that make you think about things that little bit differently. You can find me on LinkedIn, and if you want to follow the bear, then head over to thelonelymarketers.com for links to all of our social channels and to sign up for our newsletter. But now, it's time for the show. Let's do this. Hello everyone, welcome to The Lonely Marketer, episode number 92. We're inching closer and closer to uh, that three-figure episode. Um, for this uh, show, I am joined by uh, Rebecca Lorda Fletcher. She's from Source Group International. Um, you may know them better uh, by their trading brands, which is, um, I've got to get this right, Rebecca, Source Technology, Explore, yeah. and Scale Search. Yes, well done. Three out yeah. of three. So um, I'm going to get uh, Rebecca to introduce herself to everyone a little bit. So uh, firstly, welcome to the show, Rebecca. Thank you. Thank you for having me as a guest. It's no, no problems at all. So you've been, uh, just before we hit record, we, we mentioned that you've been um, two and a half years at, um, at SGI now, yeah. uh, obviously one of those uh, pandemic year. But um, just for, for those listening, a, a little bit of a kind of a whistle stop tour of, you know, your, your marketing career to date and, you know, how you ended up um, doing what you're doing right now. Uh, yeah, of course. Thanks. Um, wow, I've had a bit of a mixed bag, should we say. Yeah. I um, was actually working in university recruitment and higher education in marketing team uh, up at Loughborough and then came down to London, you know, as everyone does, m- move, to the, move to the dream city. Yeah, bright um, lights. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Jumped into my first uh, job in recruitment um, at Angela Mortimer. Um, I was there for about two years decided oh no need to jump out of recruitment again jumped out for a year then fell back into um sgi yeah so, I, I always say it's like the the godfather movies it's like you, once you think you're out there's always something that just drags you straight back in <laughs> exactly exactly and that was almost my description to those that asked why do you want to come back into recruitment i thought it's just something about it that i know i can i can get <laughs> yeah. i can tackle um so yeah so being a um, sgi two and a half years, seen it go from about 30 members of staff and we were source technology when I joined. Mm-hmm. We launched the group brand um, middle to the end of 2019. And now we've got five offices. We're uh, obviously a group of three brands underneath and about roughly 60, 62 members of staff. So, yep. And, yeah, and inter- really international well. as well, aren't you? Yes, yes. We've got um, offices over in the US, um, entities in Europe, and then obviously HQ is in London. Yeah, cool. So. Um, you mentioned you mentioned brand there, and um, mm. you know, for for people listening, go and go and check out um, SGI's website and things. I, I think you know, from a visual point of view, the 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 SGI brands are very very vibrant brand you know it i think it is it's, it's pretty unique um you mentioned um in 2019 uh which which kind of happens quite a lot in recruitment especially the high growth recruitment companies where you know you end up creating kind of a group brand and then the trading brands underneath um and 
it sounds like you you were quite heavily involved in that process of the creation of, of the brand and everything so that, that must have been um you know pretty exciting when you you know joining the business and you kind of landed with a project like that uh, yeah really exciting um i mean it was how do we capture the identity of sgi like what is sgi because i think they'd gone from a very quick startup skip quick growth at that stage and sort of classic it quite, recruitment agency yeah, yeah yeah exactly and that's what sort of technology is and and works really well as explore life science life science brand it had a bit of edge to it um and scale search again very corporate kind of uh, executive recruitment so bringing sgi together and trying to think about our company and employer brands at the same time how do we encapsulate that um it was quite an interesting journey it's about and we built it through thinking about our people because our people are number one at SGI. The people, our talent, that's how we grow our brand. That's how we're scaling up. That's how we are becoming so successful. So they should be at the heart of everything. But it's also combined with where do we work? Mm. Um, thinking about there. So if you've seen the brands, we've got a lot of graffiti. We've got a lot of locations. We've, we work in amazing cities, New York, um, LA, for example, like capturing those. And then at the final stage of it is that aspirational side. Why do you come to SGI? You don't just come to SGI to build. You come to SGI to grow into a personal, to grow into that career you want to be and where you want to get to. And SGI is going to take you on that journey. And that's kind of how we've how we developed and brought the brand together yeah. um, and on that journey. And it's constantly evolving. Um, for example, we're constantly making changes as we grow, as we learn more about ourselves, as we identify what was what is our mission what is our purpose where are we going we're constantly making amendments and adjustments to match the right kind of brand that we want to be and where we're going to yeah. so yeah it's pretty exciting and how, how did that look you know when you kind of started this process and you know for, for those listening rebecca is a as a true lonely marketer uh, as, a, as a team of team of one at, at SGI how, how did what did that process look like were you using kind of external help or were you doing a lot of internal kind of workshops for you for you personally to understand it to to then yeah. translate everything uh, brand wise um so this is I'll talk about different points of the journey because they've happened different stages. So yes, we have worked externally with the brand agency. Yeah. Um, kind of from the first point, SGI um source technology almost started in 2015. We've worked with an external small agency. Um, but what we found most useful was actually running focus groups internally in small groups. This was actually mid-pandemic, we uh, beginning of pandemic, sorry, we we're doing this focus groups to start building and understanding what SGI meant to each employee and collecting that data together and then starting to pull, okay, where are the patterns, where are the mirrors coming from, what, what voice can we start to create now? Um, and definitely putting your employees at the front and putting your employees at the centre and saying, okay, what, do you, what does a brand mean to you? Why do you work at SGI? What do you want to achieve from SGI? You get really kind of organic and pure results from that mm. which an external agency they can provide the ideas they can provide the visuals they can say this is what you want to be but it's really raw and true if you take it from your employees those personal yeah. stories because mm. you know I, i've personally found the challenge the challenge when kind of embarking on these on these types of projects and, and it translates into kind of the business as usual marketing activity a lot of the time is that when you're kind of multi-brand, multi-location, mm. 
effectively because of being multi-location you're kind of multicultural with the international side of things it's being able to just create that you know that that golden thread that does go through everything in the business mm-hmm. and and that only comes from you know speaking to individuals isn't it like their personal mm-hmm. motivations their aspirations type thing because in the end look you can't you can't be the the culture like you say the culture in in LA for example is very different from London and so that is going to affect your you know your your tactics your marketing tactics are are affected but the strategy is is overarching is that exactly kind of yeah, yeah yeah completely agreed completely yeah. agreed the strategy will, will remain the same as that kind of umbrella should we say but adapting slightly to different needs and the tactical level yeah completely agree and yeah. um find that we're um, constantly making a changes or adaptions should we yeah. say we don't want to be reactive but you know we always will end up being slightly <laughs> but, but do, you know, yeah. do you know do you know what that is that is marketing isn't it testing mm. and, and trying things um being willing to to fail a couple of times until you find what works is is you know that that's the right approach otherwise exactly. we end up and um, you know probably like 70 80 percent of the other recruitment agencies there who who kind of rest on their laurels and there's a kind of that fear of change or fear of trying something new and then nothing nothing really changes in terms of results growth or anything so i think it's exactly. the it's the right and i approach. think that 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 runs very true across um our business across sgis it's um part of our values do not be afraid almost to fail and kind of own up to that and take the risk take the risk but then understand if you are going to fail own it and see why you can make the adjustments see how you can progress and how you can take the next step forward um and that, yeah completely see that across marketing and it's about that we have this plan it didn't work but we tried it yeah and we understand why it didn't work and these are the adjustments and amendments we'll make yeah moving what, forward what did kind of the the brand strategy you know the the three individual identities as well as the group identities what kind of impact did that have on the the marketing tactics and what kind of you had to you had to do was it was there a lot of an increase in stuff that you had to do or did you kind of have to then create specific marketing plans for each one what was your I think it was understanding to begin with so they were three individually working brands to begin with Mm -hmm. they had individual identities it had individual values actually at one point it had individual strap plans and positionings so it's understanding okay are we now going to make them very much under a group they then become almost carbon copies of one another etc the coca-cola brand for example um but it it was understanding is that right for their audience is that right for their their communities around them or not Um, so we found it's almost been a bit of an amalgamation or connection of both. Yeah. There have been different strategies and different tactical plans for different brands because we understand that X customer isn't going to relate to the brands in a certain way. Um, but it's been ensuring that kind of the, the core of the brand, should we say, Mm. you very much can identify them as an sgi brand okay so is, is it that purpose is it that purpose yeah. and it's, that values that, yes definitely is, that yeah. purpose everything is drawn back to it okay. i use the visual of our sgi onion <laughs> um sgi is at the center of everything and we have our layers and our layers are our brands our locations our consultants and then our communities and even when we're speaking to the consultants around their kind of personal brands i show the look at the onion and we say look 
you're in touch with your communities right at the edge, but you always have to be tying it back to SGI. So when you're thinking about what your personal brand is, tie it back to SGI, understand that you will always have that connection there. Um, and that's the same with the brands. We want them to have their individual unique elements, but they need to be tied back to that purpose and that mission of, of the group itself. Yeah. And you, you mentioned kind of employer brand as well. Mm-hmm. What's the what's the um, like internal hiring approach? Because, you, you know, marketing now and and internal recruitment, you know, they should be, in my opinion, kind of intrinsically linked um, and working together probably more closely than ever. Mm-hmm. Um, just just out of interest for for SGI, does do you recruit at a SGI level as like say come here and then you get people with similar values and then place them in individual brands or do the individual brands recruit if you know what I mean um yes it is starting at SGI level okay, and then fine. we go down to the next stage yeah. um well there's also a combination too it's obviously if there's an immediate really, need type thing yeah in a business, exactly yeah. exactly mm. but we do try to put SGI first and then the brand comes second our brands aren't operational across all locations, but they are going to be soon. But um, yeah, that's generally the uh, strategy or focus at the moment. Cool. Um, I want to dive into a bit of the the last year, um, and it, it it sounds like you know I'm, I'm making I'm making a big assumption here, and we know um, that's not always a good idea. But the kind of SGI and the brands, you're you're very much kind of community led in building up your audiences and, and adding value. Um, you know, last year, as, as we all know, events took a, a, a hit, especially obviously in person events, but, but what that made people do is really step up. If you like their, um, their virtual, their virtual game of, of running events, building communities. You know, I, I saw it, personally with the the wider lonely marketers community i don't think um you know the recruitment marketing world would have got together as closely as they as they have if the pandemic actually didn't hit which is um or it would have taken a lot longer it sped it up but um what what's been that the importance of kind of that events world and that community approach for for sgi you know prior to the pandemic you know during the pandemic and now you know as we're coming out the other side of it yeah of course um kind of prior to the pandemic we touched on meetups so we touched yeah. on starting to build that and that was in more of our um as in our us offices kind of regional offices should we say um but i think our approach perhaps wasn't quite correct in terms of how much value we added we saw some results from them but we didn't necessarily see okay that's the purpose of that event. That's the return we're going to get, or that's that's the result we're going to get. So during the pandemic, we looked at it in a different method and we thought, okay, we, we are keen to build a community. Um, and this actually is actually focused just around currently our source technology brand. Yep. We're keen to build a community. We're keen to add value and we're keen to see results. We're also see, keen to see that community start to grow and start to develop and start to organically build from, from everything there. Um, so Source Talks Community was um, launched um, with the idea that it would be virtual webinars um, moving and progressing towards um, face-to-face physical meetups when we can, <laughs> um, covering topics or covering kind of four main pillar areas around people, technologies, operations, um i'm gonna struggle on what my fourth area was but i think it was like looking forward or future trends yeah. um 
And within that, we've run four, four, five, four webinars, one covering kind of mental health in the workplace with external speakers, um, others focused on tech events. We've started to build a very strong community around uh, Netherlands and Benelux within that. Um, we've seen good results and we've got great rapport with those attendees that are attending, um, even to the extent of, that's a good story, um, one of our team were doing BD and they said, oh, I know you from the webinars with Menzo and Robert, great. Yeah. Great, that means that that's working and that brand, that mini brand is almost brought source to the front and bought business for us. Yeah, um, and it's also been a good, great opportunity for the consultants that have got involved. They've said it's felt like this pushed their personal brand or pushed their kind of um, focus reputation. more forward yeah. and reputation, that's the word, thank you. And kind of felt them as more experts with being the host of a hundred people attend um, event to be able to host that and, and see the comments or the questions or the results afterwards. So that's where we're currently at with it. We're looking for kind of our, our should we say H2 inspiration. We've got a few in the pipeline, but now thinking about how, okay, we're going to take that from an online um, focus to an offline and take into our entities and look at Germany, look at Benelux, look at London. How can we um, really kind of create these pods of um, the Source Talks community moving forward? You don't, don't, don't fancy a big global one, what is really like a 24 hour job where you just follow the sun during the event. Yeah. You need a lot of Yeah, why not? I'll, I'll, um, <laughs> I'll, I'll put that in the plan <laughs> The Lonely Marketer is sponsored by Pager. Marketers use Pager to get 90% of those pesky consultants to share relevant content and tap into their networks. You can also schedule social content to your company pages. Pager gives your consultants automated and fully branded job adverts driving traffic directly back to your website, which is then 60% more likely to convert. Not bad. Head over to pager.co, that's P-A-I-G-E-R.co, to find out more. Well, one of the benefits as, as well of kind of being, you know, forced to a certain degree or, or at least strongly pushed down doing these kind of things certainly mm. during the pandemic is that I think it it creates so much opportunity from a marketing point of view you know like you said you've, if you've done kind of four four events like some people might say oh that's not that's not a huge amount but the opportunity that those those four events create from from your point of view you know to be able to to do promotion beforehand to to write blogs you know before during and after to do email marketing off of the back of it to create you know however many social posts you know you, you have enough content you know for, for the whole year with with those types of exactly. events don't you and for us the focus is again around community and around customer service and engagement and if we're spilling out an event every week with the small individual marketer yeah. <laughs> and the consultants they're supporting it then we're not going to um carry out that customer service and we're yeah. not going to carry out that excellence that we want so yeah and i completely agree in terms of the content the follow-up the videos the filming that we've got from all of it it's yeah it's been great it's been they really kind of yeah has that kind of become the like the the anchor to your kind of marketing output those events kind of it starts from there and then mm -hmm. the content and everything comes off of it because yeah, too many yeah. people try to try to think just of something new you know every month or every six months or we need to do something new where you where you don't because you've probably you know if you've done 
one or four things really really well you've got enough there to you know to be known at a consultant level like you mentioned but also at a company level to be known for something and be famous for something if you really mm. nail that like let's like say yeah. do that at 90 percent rather than doing 20 things at 10 percent. yes exactly completely agree oh mm. good good so so the plan is a little bit as things open up now carry on with yes. some of the virtuals to reach people who you may not be able to reach and to people who can't get to physical locations but try and get a few face-to-face -face yeah and exactly and just ensure that um we are covering kind of all of our regions or geographies or territories we say and just um and focusing on what they need really or what they want to engage with and and, expa and like, expand to the other expand to the life sciences world and that as well potentially yes, exactly it yeah. yes yes life sciences yeah, definitely. Actually, yeah. We'll why not? Yeah, it's, it's, it's recorded. It's recorded now. So, um, <laughs> if anyone's listening, you know, Re Re Rebecca's committed to it. <laughs> cool. Um, so, we we first spoke, um, you know, probably about a year before we started recording this, and you know, you were kind of re reaching out, j just you know, classic lonely, lonely marketer, uh, trying to get kind of inspiration and you know different views and things for people and you know we spoke for a bit and then you um you hooked up with uh janine owen um a former former guest on the show and uh, a, a very very valued member of uh of the lonely marketers community and um you kind of embarked on a on a mentoring kind of journey with janine I, I just wanted to dive into that a bit because i think um I think it's important, especially for for marketers in recruitment, where they they are sometimes a little bit siloed. You know, it's the very point of me launching this podcast, the community, and, and doing the things I do in, in my other life as well. Um, but you know, firstly, what was the catalyst for you to you know to go out and start um, you know thinking? Oh, do you know what? It'd be good to have someone to bounce ideas off to learn from and things like that what what was that catalyst that made you you know have that conversation oh it's, it was a pandemic <laughs> it, was, it really was yeah um i think i think during the pandemic i began to feel a bit lost and a bit mm. like i was being swallowed up without sounding too poetic yeah. um being swallowed up in terms of okay we had to suddenly adapt to this new scenario we weren't quite sure what was going on with the business and where we were going and it just felt very like there was no plan or that the plan that we had wasn't going to happen. And it's quite nerve wracking and it kind of hits your confidence and it kind of makes you think, oh, I can't do this anymore. I'm not capable of doing this. Oh, I know I'll just do something else that I know that is okay. Yeah, you don't, you yeah. you stick with what you know yeah, and stay in your comfort know. zone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So then it kind of, um, and I, I'm very fortunate to have, two bosses that support marketing and they've supported me obviously throughout um career and they've said let's look why don't you look out and look for a mentor and um that was kind of the catalyst and kind of the move to it and said let's do it because I want to build my career I don't want something that's an external factor that I can't control affecting me and I want to be able to see that I can make um results mm. should we say and so that was yeah kind of the move um really and um yeah has it been? has been 
excellent yeah. really 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 great yeah. it's such such value to have someone externally to speak to um and someone who has a plethora of knowledge or an encyclopedia of knowledge of the industry and any, anything that that would need and just to have your kind of day-to-day within your office with your and your team but then a weekly catch-up with an external mentor who can say actually have you thought about just uh, um approaching it this way or what about adjusting your plans for this and think about how you could approach that and you you, you don't get that when you're an individual marketer and you're or, or in your company experience. bubble yeah, yeah. Oh, you're, you're in your company yeah. bubble exactly mm. um so it's really powerful and also it's the seeing into seeing into kind of how we work and what we're doing and she's really 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 definitely helped kind of how I approach my working day or working week yeah. and it's made me feel I'm sure other marketers out there too in this industry feel panicked at some point or think mm. oh I'm literally being swallowed up and feel so manic and your response is how are you doing I'm so manic I'm so busy but she's made me kind of reflect and think you don't need to be manic and busy you don't need to because you know what you're going to achieve this quarter or you know what you're going to achieve this half and there's seven objectives for the year so why are you panicked because you can't do everything you're one person you can't work 12 hours a day so you you do what you need to do and you understand where you're adding the value where you need to add that value you don't need to be juggling 25 things at once yeah so that's really powerful and actually calm calmed me as a person (laughs) which has probably helped no Um, it's really good yeah would would, um would you go on the mentoring journey now for kind of more junior junior people now that you you've been through it because um everyone listening a mentor is not just for a pandemic it's for life so um you know but Um, is it something that you kind of you didn't realize the 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 value of completely until you kind of started working with Janine and, and stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. No, I, I do definitely yeah. agree. And um friends connections in other industries, they've all had mentors and they've all said it's been so valuable to them. And I hadn't quite jumped on it and quite um believed yeah. it. And then yeah, I can truly see it is. Um yeah, definitely would do down the line. Um because even if it's just having that conversation or even if it's just having that suggestions of plans, why don't you do this? It's, it is real value. Definitely. Yeah, cool. Um, you, you mentioned again, just before we were recording, when we were talking about uh, potentially, you know, the SGIs having a brilliant um, kind of period of period of growth and, um, and you are the only kind of the marketer there at the moment, you, you mentioned potentially using the, the, the kickstarting uh, scheme yes. to, to bring someone, someone on board, which, mm-hmm which is I can imagine is exciting for support but is is it are you thinking that could be challenging as as, as well because it's it's quite a unique scheme this isn't just getting a yeah. grad in is it yeah oh no it's not um and we do have to commit to training that we have we commit yeah. to introducing the individual that comes on to tools to marketing etc and I think it will be a challenge yeah. and I have, I've laid out a bit of a plan and said kind of what tools I'd introduce them to. But at the end of the day, if they can see within eight weeks, within 12 weeks, within da da da, that they, they're achieving things, they're learning things, they're getting confident, they're feeling like they're enjoying working life and in an office, then I think that that'll be real, real results. Yeah. Um, and then 
as I said, I've kind of gone down the route of digital video kind of content assistant. So practical game out there, collecting great content. And I think that's quite an exciting writing role for someone to go in as a junior so yeah and I think yeah. I think it's a real option now for you know for for marketers uh, within recruitment um you know if if I think back to uh you know when I when I first started or even maybe kind of like five six seven years ago um you know having an apprentice coming in to mm. join a marketing team it it, it wouldn't have been a a, a thing you know probably quite like a lot of the roles it's always be oh you know a, a grad or or an experience type thing but the world's the world's moved on now and, and even more so in marketing when it comes to you know content creation or, yeah, exactly. or video or anything you know 13 14 year olds you know are sitting on youtube with 20 million subscribers and creating videos every, mm-hmm. every day and you know and, cr- and creating content and, and things so it it's I think it's a real option now and I think it's you know for 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 businesses that are looking to you know get some specific mm-hmm. skills into their marketing team or you know and and that support really explore this kind of this apprenticeship the kickstarter scheme I think yeah and I do I, I completely agree and the apprentices the intern level etc it's not about bringing them in to do your admin it's not about yeah. bringing them in to do paperwork it's about bringing them in to challenge themselves to have projects to yeah. take their skills and develop their skills and see themselves grow so that they don't get tired of working in an office so they don't enjoy it etc and that's the excitement because if you if you connect with someone on their passion at that age they'll deliver it really well yeah um and And, that's really important i think and like and like you said said there and and showing that they're playing a playing you know an exciting role in the journey of the business you mentioned if, mm-hmm. if you've got yeah at a top level your business objective sorted but then you know your marketing objectives like you said on a monthly uh you know h h1 or yearly mm-hmm. basis when they're all when they're all in you know embedded and they're, they're fixed being able to show you know an apprentice 17 18 19 year old that, that they're playing a role in that as well I, th- I, th- I think that's you know that's quite fulfilling as as we know a lot of the you know, Gen Gen Z. Uh, now they they want to have that purpose, and they want to feel like they're they're you know playing a role in the business and, and making a difference. So you know, mm. I think I think it's our responsibilities um, as you know as employers in that sense to to be able to offer that as well. And, and you know what? I think it, I think you know it it plays a nice it ticks a box, although it shouldn't be a tick box in exercise around. Um, you know things like CSR and employer branding. You're offering opportunities to you know to the younger generation when it's um you know it's harder than ever for for people yeah. to get those opportunities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course, yeah, completely agree. Excellent. Mm. I, I I found this um I found this episode um fascinating to be honest. I, I love the you know your views on on all the branding on the events. Very specific, and I think people mm-hmm. will hopefully be nodding and either saying. Yeah, we should have uh, we should have done that, or we could do it better, or we're going to do it. Um, but but as ever, I always like to to end the show uh, with uh, with five questions, Rebecca. Um, always the quick fire ones, but you can give a little bit of context if you want to. Uh, what's your favourite brand? Um, Aspinalls of London. Oh, lovely. I'll go with that. <laughs> do, do you know what I I I got um I got a 
gift from a from a client a couple of weeks ago which was um uh, a notebook covered in a brown leather aspinals uh, thing it's not it's not really my style but um but do you know what it's probably it's probably a cheap uh, cheap present for the for the wife's <laughs> birthday at some point she, she, she doesn't she doesn't listen to the show it's fine she won't know it's fine it's fine um uh, your favorite sound i was thinking about this i think it could be running water Excellent. like you know a fresh stream or something like oh that. N- not yeah. not a tap on no, not the tap. No. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We'll go with the yeah. We'll go the stream. Uh, sh- stream. Or, you know. Yeah. So <laughs> not not as intense as a waterfall, but more trickling. Gentle. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Good. Good. Yeah. Um, a bit of tech that you couldn't live without. Uh, so I've actually written down my Hoover or uh, my iPhone. So it's you know. It's a yeah. And 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 an, an, an iPhone is a bit of a cop out, isn't it? So I like that. Yeah. I like the Hoover. Are you a little bit of a clean freak? Are you or? Yes. Yes. Definitely. Extremely. Uh, I mean, obviously, everyone who sees my house so. yeah, <laughs> in uh, these meetings. Yeah. It, yeah. Um, and you know, you we've already done brand, but as a Hoover brand, are, are, we, are you a Dyson person? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's got okay. a little handheld Dyson. Excellent. Um, but you know, yeah, and then you have to charge them and all of that. But it's very handy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, a, a, a dream job. You know, you've got all the money in the world. You still, you still need to work. Money, no, money's no object. What would you like to do? I think it's got to be something to do with travel. I was thinking, mm. you know, travel content writing. We'll go with you know, travel writer. That's yeah. going to go to only luxurious resorts. <laughs> kind of a uh, wanderlust type thing just going exactly. around love it love exactly it. um don't think we've sworn once in this episode um what is your favorite swear word though i don't know i'm not really oh who knows i'm not really a big swearer you're not a swearer say that um i think well we'll, we'll probably go with oh fuck that's yeah yeah that's a good it's a good one it's the it's the most common one on the show i reckon yeah 75 percent i think we were when i when i looked at the stats last time so, you know i keep a record of all the important stuff um, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh it's about that so it's a good one but uh rebecca Excellent. thank you um so much for joining i i really enjoyed um really enjoyed this one i hope people um take a lot of inspiration from it um feel free i'm sure people can connect with you they can find you over on linkedin um and connect with rebecca i'm sure she, you know she'll be happy to you know turn her hand to a little bit of advice and uh and you know like mentoring that she's learned if you've got any questions about anything she's discussed uh, but we're done and dusted for another week so thank you so much rebecca cheers thank you